0: Paging Dr. Seiler, paging Dr. Seiler.
1: If you're feeling run down, tired, exhausted by the daily drip, drip, drip of your life-saving straining away, the Stock Doctor's Prescription may be right for you. The Stock Doctor's Prescription will give you the ease and peace of mind knowing that you're getting the best possible information. Do not use Stock Doctor's Prescription if you're allergic to Stock Doctor's Prescription or any of its ingredients, including, but not limited to, wisdom, research, critical thinking, thoughtful discourse, occasional fart jokes, drinking references, drum solos. Side effects of the Stock Doctor's Prescription may include unwieldy wealth deposits, previously unknown relatives, groupies, extended comfort in your retirement, and swelling. The Stock Doctor's Prescriptions are available at Walgreens, Apple iTunes, and everywhere the better podcasts are available, and
2: right here. This is the Stock Doctor's Prescription. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is the Stock Doctor. Also known from time to time as Lee Siler. You're listening to the Stock Doctor prescription, by the way. And the intro is really good done by Bill Keevan. But anytime there's a drip, 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 I suggest you see a doctor.
1: Yeah, that's that's when that, you should see a
2: doctor. That sounds like a problem. And you're listening to Mr. Justin Kenny's in the house this week. This Justin, also our megalenial. We have actually two super lenials. And one of them is a megalennial, Nikki Ward. And we have the fiscal therapist. therapist. The
1: fiscal therapist. So he
2: took that from me and decided to name himself that? Is that how it worked? No,
0: was the one who came up with
2: it. No, 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 no. I came up with fiscal therapy. Fiscal
0: therapy. That's been around a long time. Yes, I realized, but you came up. You with commandeered
1: the idea. it.
2: Yeah, you just took it because no, you didn't like to have uh, Coco or what was the ones you looking at? Teacher's up? pet? Yeah, A few teacher's pet Bobo. What, I don't know. J Rod. J Rod. One point? Yeah. <laughs> was on my way back in kindergarten. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and uh, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you know how to do it. Anywhere podcasts you are played And your
3: favorite can, you, podcast app, you
1: cannot argue that
2: logic. No, okay. if you're here listening to us, you you're, know. You figured how to it out. You us. found it. You figured it out. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, this is I don't know episode number twelve, I believe. And we are going to make some changes to the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, we're going to make it better too. <laughs> no, but we are going to uh, start dropping in on Monday night for Tuesday. So uh, it just so we're going to do a, a little short podcast today, talk about the important stuff that's going on, because there are some really important things going on in the markets. And then we will uh, be back early next week for a full-blown episode. But I hope everybody's doing well and is safe. But in the meantime, the markets have been doing fairly well. You've had, um, you know, I think that there is a, and we've talked about this quite a bit, Justin, I know you have talked about it, about there is a I believe, and you believe, and I think most of us in this room believe there's a serious disconnect between what really is going on around us and uh, what the stock market is telling you.
1: I think experience is what is telling us that this seems to be exuberant. It, it just there's no, it can't just go up all the time, especially when we're surrounded by a pandemic.
2: Well, and the thing is, the economy, which opened up. And now there's there's a slowdown in some of the opening, and you saw that in California. There talk there's some rollbacks. They're talking about that maybe rolling back, and they actually did roll back the bars pretty much in
0: Florida. But uh, Jared, I think Justin said it best this morning. He's like, you could probably drop an atom bomb (laughs) in New York, and the market would be like, huh. Yeah, oh, we're still going up. Hey, look, Amazon—he's <laughs> looking to buy more Amazon. Buy Moderna. Buy Moderna. That
2: that'll be okay. But uh, you know, it's it is it's. I think it is really fueled by a ton, a ton, a shit ton. I will say, yeah, of speculation,
1: sh- a, 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 a metric shit ton yeah, of, of speculation. Yeah. In
3: addition to the Fed's promise that they are going yeah. to stimulate the markets no matter what happens to an unlimited amount and that's led to this inverse relationship between COVID-19 and the stock market. The worse it seems with all the COVID cases, hospitalizations increasing, almost reaching capacity, the better the market does. But
2: then your conspiracy theorists out there are saying, oh but they're not counting everything. Oh well look it is kind of strange that some some of these uh, testing centers are having 100% positives we know that that's not right, but there is a problem out there. and But this disconnection between the market, which I think at some point, something's going to have to give, and it's certainly not going to be What's around us? Because that's not giving any time soon. So it's probably going to have to be the market's going to have to give. And, and that means give some back of these gains.
0: Yeah, I'm just curious to see what happens when a vaccine actually comes to the market. Like, what's the market going to do to then go up another? Yeah, well, well up look another what happens like anytime they think. 20 percent, yeah.
2: Moderna is going to go into – they just finished a trial with 35 people. Yeah. <laughs> and All of them did from, have from – from 18 to 55 years old. And yeah. guess what? They all had robust
0: results. Yes. I, everybody I know in that age range basically had robust but, results not getting COVID-19. I mean, you're not going to I mean, t- go for the first time and test a vaccine on an 85-year-old and just be like, oh, whoops. <laughs> you know what? It actually killed them. Okay. So Moderna's- Got to start at some point.
3: Moderna's investigational vaccine is currently in phase two. Mm-hmm. So they have 600 participants split between two age cohorts. So they have the 18 of 55 and they have 55 and older. Okay, good. That is then going to slide into the phase three, which starts July 27th. Yeah, like, but crossed. we haven't got the like results of that yet. We With got the, the, the 30,000. Right. Got,
2: we got the, th- the results of the 35.
3: And by results, you mean- bare minimum data, just, (laughs) you know,
2: Hey, that's enough for a a 500-point rise in the Dow, by the way. Uh, Apparently so.
0: AstraZeneca will be reporting on the 20th as well, so we'll see what what happens with that. They're one of the leaders as well in this race. Mm -hmm. Moderna and AstraZeneca, really, and everybody's following behind them. But AstraZeneca
2: has actually brought drugs to market. They're a bigger company, that's for sure. Moderna, which, by the way, disclosure, I do own for myself, and we have some clients that own it because it is a speculative stock. I cannot buy that stock for everybody.
1: Those clients wanted to be... Speculative.
2: They wanted to be speculative. It is speculative dollar. So, in the ticker symbol, M R N A, Moderna, and it's, uh, it, it's a stock that made a big run on this news. Now, we'll see what happens. The, uh, the 30,000 30, 30, people, in mm-hmm. next uh, phase yes. three, that starts sometime the end of July, they're talking.
3: Right. And that's going to be a placebo controlled randomized study. So, hopefully, we get so, some hard data on that.
0: Do you know, Nikki, do you know how many, like, Different plans there are in this? Like as far as the one, dosage? Like, say, stage? So I stage...
3: think there's three, and then based off of that, they're going to be able to determine if... Efficacy? Correct. But then there's whole, this all this speculation over, well, herd immunity, is that going to be something that's long-lasting? So, I mean...
2: Right. The, if you had the antibodies, does that mean you can't get it again? Now they're saying you can get it again. Right. So and those who didn't knows.
3: show symptoms, they shed the antibodies or the antigens more quickly than people who experienced symptoms. So there's still a lot of questions surrounding it. So the idea that we're going to have a vaccine cemented by 2020 the end is highly optimistic the other
2: problem you have is that I mean, there was a study it. there was over 68 percent of the people said they're not taking this vaccine yeah, not no. to mention that and I mean,
3: it's, it's going to fuel, it's fuel the anti-vax movement as well
2: yeah and so who knows what's going on there but we do know that wall street if there's any some any kind of positive or bullish news on the vaccine front the market likes it so Let's see what happens. I don't know how long the Phase three trials gonna last. I know they're fast tracking everything, which yes. is also scary <laughs> a little bit. They're fast tracking everything. But in the meantime, all, we're also seeing that this week earnings season started and it really gets kicked off with the banks and the banks have, uh, you know, certainly they have been under pressure. They have not done well because a there's going to be um, the problem with mortgages and notes and loans. Uh, Also, interest rates at historic lows. It is not typically a great environment for banks, but tells me that I like to buy things sometimes when nobody wants them. And I, and I think it brings some opportunity to the table if you're willing to wait. Buying J.P. Morgan today or Citigroup, It's not a quick trade for tomorrow. It's not going to get an FDA approval and and gap up 10 points. No. What's going to happen is eventually the market's going to figure out, wow, you can buy Citigroup at 55% of its book value and we're not buying it now? Why aren't we? Right. So these are not quick plays. But all in all, pretty much, except for Wells Fargo, the big banks have reported very positive earnings.
3: Definitely. Their trading revenues are through the roof.
2: Yeah. But now they're lowered expectation. Correct. That yeah. these these uh, <laughs> estimates have been lowered significantly, and they've also they're limiting their dividends, and I don't know what that is yet. We don't know what the numbers are. They can't do buyback because they have Hopefully to put forever. money. They have to put money in loan loss reserves.
3: Yes, they've all increased their loan loss p- provisions dramatically. And just
0: for the people that don't know, what are loan loss reserves?
2: Well, it's uh, there's a lot of folks out there that lost their jobs. They cannot pay their mortgages. And these mortgages, some will default. We we know this. And J.P. Morgan, for example, has set aside $10.5 billion with a B dollars for loan loss reserves. That is probably also credit card loss, too.
0: Now, Mm -hmm. as far as mortgages go, is that kind of what happened back in 2008? Did they have these reserves? They didn't have
2: them to this extent. And that's what the the regulation came in and uh, Dodd-Frank and all that after the financial crisis that that told banks, listen— and that's why we did the stress test. Mm-hmm. So stress the stress test just, we just got the information on the stress test a few weeks ago. <laughs> the banks are in pretty good shape, but they weren't, they're not prepared for what the environment is seeing that could be, I'm not saying record defaults or record foreclosures, but we'll have a, a higher amount of foreclosures.
1: Turns out stress test results are very similar to COVID 19 <laughs> test results. <laughs> we just got them a couple of weeks ago because of 2008. Yeah. Right wow. Now. Okay. So
2: JP Morgan had a, a you know, pretty good quarter they they had a and that was helped by uh, nikki's you mentioned trading revenues surged 77 percent for q2
3: 11.3 billion
2: in uh, trading revenues mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of these numbers it wasn't just stock trading and bond trading is that these companies have investment banking relationships so what does that mean that means that they raise money they do deals they do mergers acquisitions uh bond offerings secondary offerings, secondary offerings and there was a lot of that going on which i'm really surprised in a in a tumultuous quarter with those crazy stuff going on i can't believe that they was i mean huge numbers and deals
3: a record 184 billion was raised in u.s equity capital markets for the second quarter
2: that's equity that's not even bond nope that's not wow that's
3: not even what the fed was really pumping that stimulus into mm-hmm. which
2: that's created this
3: corporate binge where everyone went out because they could get really low interest rate debt. Well, that
2: that is it's to me that is uh Crazy, and I maybe it shows some of the speculation out there, and investors are willing to speculate. But I, look, I think the banks personally, I think they're value, and uh, we do own for clients. We own some Citi, we own some JP Morgan. I think I own those, I have to disclose. I think I own those personally as well. Um, but we do have a, we have a good size position, Citigroup, because I think that's the better value. But I think JP Morgan probably is a little bit better run. I like Jamie Dimon a lot, and that stock probably so. What I did recently, just so you know is new client came in i wanted to own the some had some bank exposure i took the amount of money that i'm putting in banks let's say i was putting 10 in the financials in his portfolio i split that between city and jp morgan
3: mm, smart
2: so and when it first is interesting because a, new, a fairly new client about a month ago i bought them really cheap but city was outperforming early on and now jp morgan seems to be outperforming so it's a it's a, look that's why you diversify that's why you diversify portfolios. Um, let's talk. And we're, again, we're going to try and wrap this up, you know, within 20 minutes or so. And I think that's about as much as you can handle when you're on the your treadmill. So uh, that's a negative. I mean,
3: I can't listen when I'm on the treadmill. I need something really? to keep me not listening to the voice in my head that's telling so me to you, stop you're because a I'm going to
2: You're a podcast person. When do you listen when to When I'm
3: them? driving, when I shower in the morning, when I'm doing things like putting my makeup on, stuff like that. Mm. But not when I need to be pumped up.
2: Okay.
1: I. She listens to heavy metal for that. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Shout I mean, out we to can Breaking make this Benjamin. more of a pump up podcast.
2: To what?
3: Shout out to Breaking Benjamin. They're on my playlist. That's for, a, uh, it's a band? Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Diary yeah. of Jane? I, I don't know. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, not that's, really that's know.
1: I'm not really calling them bands, but
3: Five whatever. Death punch. So, oh, <laughs> Justin, you're such a snob.
2: You know, other numbers came out this yes, week, and uh, you know, th- we get a lot of questions about the leisure industry. And. That industry is obviously in disarray. Nobody knows. I mean, look, Disney has made a little move here. Stock price. We do not own it. We. uh,
3: I do. You do. I do. Good for you. Disclosure. Yes. You own it.
2: Okay. um, I sold all the Disney at 124 and then ran down to about 110. I was hoping to get down to 100 and buy more. Yep. It did not. Now it's back up to about 120 ish. And you know, my concern is, and I figured that when the opening came, it would rally up. My concern is, what if they roll that back? That yeah. stock will certainly take Can a hit. they
1: have in Tokyo, in
2: uh, China, Hong Kong, Hong, Hong Kong. Kong,
1: right? Okay. Yeah. So it is very possible that that could happen.
2: It, it's very possible, and the
3: they do still have the exposure with sports and ESPN Wide World Sports hosting what sports? MLS soccer. They will be oh, also hosting the NBA, a lot of the NBA.
0: yeah, the so NBA bubble, which isn't July in effect 30. yet. Yeah, I, I still Baseball. don't know.
2: Baseball, but I, I still don't know how Disney's going to make money in the NBA. They have to do pay per view, I assume.
0: I don't know.
3: I'm sure they're going to get some streaming rights I don't think they do
0: pay per view because of the TV contract So they're going to run it on ESPN and just charge yeah. outrageous amounts for because they own advertising. ESPN. yes, right. yes yeah, exactly That's what I'm saying. They own ESPN, yeah. so their entire revenue is going to be based on advertising and that.
1: I wonder if there will be a lot of subscribers because of people want to watch sports. Like, I think okay. people are dying
2: for sports. Oh yeah! yeah. I think it's going to be huge. There's going to be a pent up demand for sports when finally NBA starts and baseball starts.
3: NASCAR has a record viewership right now. You know what? NASCAR turning I, left. So I, I'm yes. telling you, I people hate NASCAR. are starved. I for sat
0: there sports. and watched I, I, it the other day. See? I just Boom. don't
2: get it.
3: Point I don't eight. either. Me neither. But that's how starved. I mean, I've been
0: watching some cornhole tournaments.
2: Yeah. I've been watching <laughs> cornhole tournaments too.
3: <laughs> Have you seen the Tetris tournament?
2: Oh my God, what? are okay, you okay, serious? That
0: was on ESPN? Again, oh, it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> there was incredible. a
3: Tetris
1: tournament on ESPN.
3: I was mesmerized.
0: Okay, I, I've... I will gonna, say I, the cornhole uh, has improved my game a little bit. You know, I've been taking some stuff. I watch it. <laughs> those right guys now. are
3: Picking up really
0: good. I, those would, are the guys, what I they lose call? 21 to 0.
2: I saw the guy do like 12 hole-in-ones, whatever they call them, in a row. The I guess I cool. wouldn't know. I'd never Is make it? it in. It's Phenomenal.
1: What is it called? I don't know what it's called. They, I was thinking,
0: now that we're I saying ra- that, I, I do not know.
2: They they said it, and I just forgot. But oh, and you know what else I watched? I saw the repeat of uh, the hot dog eating contest. I had to watch that.
0: <laughs> I watched I, that live. I saw
2: the I saw the uh, the chick that won. Yeah. She ate like forty uh, forty seven, I believe. Yeah, forty seven yeah, hot yeah. dogs. She forty seven hot included. dogs included. And uh, Joey Chestnut ate seventy five.
0: Seventy five, I believe. Okay, <laughs> that's insane.
2: Now, do you think? Do you think that he has to? I mean, he's gotta have to vomit afterwards. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you can't right there, but I mean, when he gets out and goes, you know what? I gotta go to the parking lot and uh, do a little to action. It always down the reminds
1: me of the movie Stand by Me with. Uh, was it Stand by Me? I don't remember. With Lardass. ass.
0: Uh, you don't I think remember this? A little this? bit out of my. I don't generation. Know who
1: Lardass is. Okay. Well, check it out, listeners.
2: So anyway, we're talking about entertainment and ESPN what's going on. So the, the leisure industry, you get a lot of questions for, and that's really what the. And i know that uh jared you are following the airlines and you're following the cruise lines mm-hmm. and the difference between airlines and cruise lines is the airlines are at least operating right now the cruise right lines right are still docked yeah, that's I mean, where the problem lies. but they're still a, they're the, operating
0: in deficit
2: yeah and the airlines are too and, and i saw delta's spending 27 million a day that's their burn rate and you know they're running at a third capacity
3: but they've reduced take. that by 70%. So from the burn rate from March to June? Oh, it was $100, it was 100
2: million a a yeah. day. Yeah. Wow.
0: Wild. I mean, but you're hearing now, uh, Americans going to be probably laying off about, they gave notice to about 25,000 employees. Um, United has said with flight attendants that they're going to be laying off. If you were hired about after 30, 1996, you are going to be either uh, voluntary Above? or involuntarily furloughed. Um, which is crazy. There's flight attendants have been working over 20 years that are not going to have a job at the end of October. Well, I know, of October. I
2: know somebody has been working over 20 years at United and as a flight attendant, and they offered her a uh, retirement, retirement Yeah, package. A retirement but package. Not, many
0: people, not as many people as they hoped took yeah. that. I don't
2: uh, well, she's questioning whether she takes it or not, so I, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Me, if she would ask my opinion, and she's not, but if she asked my opinion, I would say take it because if they go bankrupt, yeah. you get Zippo. But actually... If you take the package, at least you get some lump sum, lump sum but you'll lose out on the pension yeah. if they go bankrupt. Get some, so
1: get some money up front at least.
2: So anyway, so the stocks are, are looking—they're looking a little better. They've been basing out all the leisure, and they all look alike. And and I, you know, Nikki, you—I was going through them yesterday, mm-hmm. and we we saw the airlines, yep. the cruise lines, the hotels, the casinos—all pretty much looked alike
3: as far as chart-wise. Yes. Chart-wise, they all very very
2: similar. I mean, they had the the big hit from, you know, February down and the rally up and then the sell off again. And now they're starting to get a little bit frisky with some volume behind them. So maybe they're they're starting to figure out. And I again, I would probably be more inclined to buy an airline now than I would a cruise line because that could get delayed now with what October 31st or October 30th?
3: Yeah, October something like that. And I also think though too that this is you have to if you want to buy something in the leisure sector, you have to plan to hold that for at least a market cycle. That right. again is not something that is a short-term play.
2: I mean, it could be, but you have to make sure that hey, it may take time. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, you may buy Carnival today and they say, hey, guess what? Uh, we're going to start sailing September 30th. Right. A little early. I don't think it's going to happen, but you have to plan. It's exactly right. You buy something like that, you have to plan. Hey, let's hold it for that whole cycle. Let's see them sailing again. Let's see how many people want to get. We talked about this a yep, lot. I they want to get on a cruise ship.
0: I mean, I'll, I'll get on a cruise ship. Well, of course you would. He's having shuffleboard like withdrawal. Yeah. <laughs> shuffleboard. Go, go play cornhole. <laughs> shuffleboard with some drinks.
2: So... um you know, so those stocks right now are really speculative situations. If you are going to buy a a cruise line, if you're going to buy an airline, a, a hotel for that matter, and because hotel rates are lower, I mean, they are significantly lower. I had a hotel, a nice one in Tampa, a Marriott property. was one of their um, high-end properties. I forgot what it's called. Uh, Curio. I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's uh it was $119 a night. Normally... $3,350 a night. Yes. 119 The restaurant was closed yeah. the first night. The bar was closed. There was no amenities. And then the next day, they opened up the bar and the restaurant. But they were limited. So I think they're having to do that because they're limited staff. Sure. Limited people. Yeah.
3: Speaking of staff, more than 10% of U.S. jobs are in the hospitality and leisure areas.
2: Wow. And unfortunately, they're the ones really getting affected. But um,
1: Look at Florida's numbers. Where a lot
0: of the uh, weekly jobless claims are coming in. Uh, It came in about 1.3 million this week. It was expected about 1.25, which is kind of contributing to the down day today. But it's also the 17th straight week in which initial claims, so first time people filing for unemployment, totaled at least 1 million.
3: Yeah. And Uh, so all in, 32 million people are receiving unemployment checks under all the programs in the last week of June.
2: And... They are set to expire
0: next Next week week, because uh, they said the 31st, but that's on a Friday. So they're not going to be sending out the $600 checks for that week because Because it's not a full week.
3: Right. The cycle usually ends on a Saturday or a Sunday. So
0: the 25th or 26th. Okay. What are you,
2: let's take a little poll here. Who thinks that there's going to be some kind of emergency conference, uh, Congress meeting, and this thing gets there's done? There's going to be an extended. extension.
0: There's going to be an extension, but there's it's probably going to be about a probably two, three, or four week buffer period before those checks start coming out. It's today. not good. They're not
2: shutting down next week. It's extended.
3: But even still, but it's so still when it's going to
0: take time for that to come out?
3: Right. It took a full month for people to start receiving benefits on the front end of this pandemic. I think
2: they'll do an emergency something, and that uninterrupted. Checks, I, there, believe. There will be I believe I believe there is
3: no way that the Senate... I'll bet the House. Does, the House has already passed the bill. They've already put forward the HEROES Act. They did this, I want to say, well, in the May. The Senate's not going to pass where that. that. Correct. So speak about it correctly in the sense that the Senate is not going to make sure that people have uninterrupted federal benefits. And that leaves people, the gig workers, self-employed workers, out in the yeah. cold.
2: Well, I... I would think that something's going to happen, and hopefully that did not get interrupted. I would think that's going to happen. But anyway.
3: The House passed something to keep those unemployment yeah. benefits running through January 2021.
0: It will happen eventually. It's just, it has to, yeah. for the, just even just for the administration standpoint, because if they don't, it's going to be some heads rolling.
2: Oh, you know, and it's and not only that. It's not just heads it's gonna rolling. It's going to get real gonna, ugly gonna, on Main Street. It's going to hurt a lot of people, and, uh, you know, that's the thing. And we... People are hurting enough.
3: Exactly. So. We don't need to exasperate it.
2: But anyway, we appreciate everybody joining. By the way, we're doing this show on Thursday afternoon. It's uh, the 16th of July, It's about 2.15 in the afternoon. While we're doing this, the Dow is down, as Jared mentioned. There is some uh, the, the uh, new the jobless the claims. Hole. Market down all the way uh, as a whole, everything across the board. The Dow's down 159 at 26,710. The NASDAQ down 76 at 10,473. The S&P down 14 at 32,12. We thank you for joining us. We're going to be back a little earlier next week. We're gonna, actually going to do the uh, podcast on Monday evening for a Tuesday drop. So look for it. You're listening to Stock Doctor's Prescription. I'm Lee Seiler, also known as the Stock Doctor. Have a great weekend.